Hello, 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 my friends, my family, my community, my tribe. Welcome to the Hippie Moms Podcast. Welcome back. Oh, it's so great to be here. It's been a couple weeks, a lot going on, my friends, right? We're mothers. It's, uh, you never know what's going to happen, uh, what kind of healing takes place, uh, what your just fills your space. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot, you guys. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, but it's a beautiful journey. And sometimes we can get lost in how hard it is and kind of can spin into our I'm not enoughness. Um, and, and I still go there. I, I want you all to know that. Like, I think it's important to be human, real, and raw uh, in these days because it, it's a rare a rare quality you know everyone has the Instagram life and we put this mask on to hopefully that's what people see is this kind of this fortress that we've built um, but it's it's the heart it's it's the the truth of who we are um, that's ready to be witnessed and to be shared and that's essentially what this podcast is about. Um, I am so excited to introduce you to Dr. Ardashir Moran. Oh my, you guys, I, I want this man to like adopt me as his niece. <laughs> I really do. He is such a beautiful soul and truly embodies the spirit of, of freedom and and what it takes as a human to be here, as a soul to be here in human form, <clears throat> what it takes to become free. And what we eventually realize is it's not about manipulating or meddling in the external world and people and trying to change that. It's always going to be inside. And until we get that, we're always going to be trying to control and shift that which is uncontrollable and unshiftable from the outside. And um, this, he is really, Dr. Adashir is truly disrupting the mental health field. He is delivering more effective practices to heal depression and to ease emotional suffering of people all over the world. And what I love so much is his, what he says is that everyone else in this industry, right, in the mental health field portrays depression as an immovable cause, a mood disorder, right? Something that's wrong and has to be treated. But he, Dr. Ardashir busts this myth and focuses his attention on the real culprit, the unfulfilled life we must lead when we deny our birthrights. You guys, he is educated up the wazoo. He's a psychologist, a behavioral researcher, transform, uh, transformational leader. Um, he has a PhD and MED from the Columbia University, New York City in counseling, organizational and research psychology. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Um, you know, I, it is, it is the coolest thing to be able to connect with these individuals. And I'll tell you what, sometimes it's very like brings up a lot of insecurity within me. <laughs> I'm like, am I going to talk their language? Cause I don't have all those letters behind my name, but what I've realized is that it doesn't matter. What matters is that we are all here to walk our own path and create our own experience in our life. 
And we help each other with that. And we, and we look at people behind us and we teach them what we've learned and what we've overcome and how we've overcome it at, so that we can help others. That's what we're here for, to truly embody our divine gift so that we can bring it to the world. I mean, it's really simple. And what I love so much about this conversation is what he speaks of is simple. It doesn't mean it's easy. Um, and that's why I really want to, um, and he, and he says this in this podcast, you know, he is, um, he's just a beautiful soul and you can just feel it in his voice and kind of the energetic tempo. I told him, I said, you have this energetic tempo that is just calm, reassuring and, and inspiring. And it's always such a gift to bring this message. I, it's so great because I get to record it and then I re-listen to it and I just got so many gold nuggets and it was kind of crazy how much it's relating to my life right now. So you're here listening to this for a reason. Okay. There's nothing by chance. I don't believe in chance. I believe that this is the divine destiny and there's something in this podcast for you. So I ask you to remain open-minded, open-hearted, and let this, let this energy come in. Um, all right, without further ado, let's, let's get into it. Oh, and uh, we do mention this, but I want to mention it before. He has an incredible book that he wrote and it is called, You Are Not Depressed, You Are Un finished. And it is an Amazon bestseller. It's the number one new release in depression and mental illness and psychological pathologies and alternative, alternative holistic medicine and in spiritual healing. You guys, he's amazing. So let's, uh, okay, without further ado, let's, let's go. Welcome back to the Hippie Moms podcast, my friends. Thank you for being with us. And we, I am so excited to hear, to have, um, is it Dr. Algier? Correct. Yeah, Dr. Yeah, Dr. Ardashir Meron. Yes. Meron. Great. I'm so happy to have you. I'm so excited to talk <clears throat> about your book and all the things. But first, let's tell us how did you get into this work? Give us your background. Tell us a little bit about yourself so we can get to know you. Thank you. I didn't know I will be doing this work. I was a curious George as a kid. I was a kid who was asking a lot of questions, including why is mom always hurting? Why is dad looks tired and there has a look in his face? When Why is mom, sometimes you go in the kitchen cooking dinner, there's a sorrowful in her face and there are tears in her eyes. And as a kid, you see that and you don't get it. You just feel mom is not right. And uh, I didn't know what to do. This is a known fact. Nobody talks about it. Psychologists, healers are the children of depressed mothers. Psychologists don't talk about it because it is very vulnerable. We all come to this world trying to heal somebody's sorrow mm -hmm. that we saw as children. That's how I went to psychology. I have doctorate, one of the best schools, triple majors, I four masters, so many accolades. But I learned from the school of life about there is a private suffering. There's a private sorrow in people's hearts that you don't see it by labels, ADHD, obsessive compulsive depression. There's a pain that we, it's there beneath the surface. But if you use labels, it, people don't go there. But if you say, tell me, how are you? How is life for you right now? What's going on through your heart? 
I was after that conversation. So I was a rebel graduate student and teachers with the professors always said, Artish, follow the protocols, you know, like your psychoanalyst, your um, this cognitive behavioral therapist, there's a protocol. I wasn't doing none of the protocol. I was following the person. Mm. If you listen to people, people tell their stories. They are, people are complex. They are not complicated. Just tell their stories and then see them as they are. Because in psychology, we listen to what people say, their verbal words. And I was seeing them, the tears, mm. their body. Sometimes they would vomit in the in, in my office, you know. Sometimes they would say, can I just hold you? And I would say, oh my gosh, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you know, Because in psychology, you don't hold people. Yeah. This was a seven-year-old grandmother. said, I just want to be held. So I was following those stories. And I was thinking there's a discussion we psychologists don't get. So I left the field of psychology and healing four times in my career. People who know me, I said that. I don't want to make money like this. I don't think we psychologists, and I say this with a lot of respect, we don't get people. We we get therapy and theory. Mm. So I left it, went to corporate environment, became very successful, made a lot of money. I was a life of the party, a role model, keep giving higher and higher. Then life found me. Then I start to feel the depression of my mom came back to me. And I was in my prayers and mom, I know I feel exactly the same way and I'm stuck just like you. So I was starting to have the same thing privately. I would have tears in my eyes. Mm. I would drive in my neighborhood going up the hills by the water and I didn't know what's going on. So it was through those times that I didn't find my way out and psychology wasn't helping me. Mm. I start to ask a different question. Instead of asking, how do I heal depression? I know I was depressed. My mom was depressed. My grandma was depressed. Instead of asking that, ask a different question. What is depression? What is anxiety? Instead of how do I heal it? This happened in August of 2012. When in deep in my heart, I was praying for death. Instead, I cannot go on anymore. At the top of my game, in succession planning to become a further ego and higher. The answers that came to me and through subsequent research that we don't get sorrow, we don't get mental illness, we think those are causes. That's the reason they linger a long time. Depression you cannot heal, anxiety you cannot heal, unless you go, what is causing them? Mm. Anxiety, depression, these are signals, they are not afflictions. What are the signals are? The signals of, of a life unlived, of a body not settled. Mm. It's depression. People who work with me, they know this. And I tell them, dear friend, depression is not a chemical imbalance, brain chemistry. Those happens. Take your medication. Depression is your soul screaming at you. Say, wake up. Wake up. You're in the wrong neighborhood. Get back home. Get back home. Once you do that, then you have done, you have work to do. There are things you need to repair, skills you haven't learned, language you haven't mastered. But you will feel clear. You will, and I tell people, you will wake up one day. You're not depressed. You're pissed. You don't, you don't waste time anymore. You've done it enough. And that's why you get depressed. 
So I try, I did that and I saw my depression not only went down, it just suddenly went away. The reason I know this since my high school years, I've been keeping journals like this. My journal entries changed. It wasn't about Lord, somebody help me. It was darn it. What do I do? Where do I go? I'm lost. And I'm just going to dig in and figure it out, ask for help. Depression, all of that. So that's why my story, so my book, You're Not Depressed, You're Unfinished, that once you know you are a work of art that will be from cradle to grave, once you know the tapestry of your painting, you will get back, do your work, and just watch the depression, OCD, all of that, ADHD, they dissipate, become the fuel for you becoming who you are. Wow, that I just, you're just speaking to my heart there. And I know you're speaking to a lot of mothers' hearts because it is the day and age of mental illness. And yeah. I think we have it all wrong, like yeah. you said. So really from what I'm hearing is we're disconnected yeah. from yeah. from our truth, from what really we're here to do. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so how how do we get Thank you. I love the term disconnection. So the term healing is a come from Greek term, which means to be made whole. Mm. Healing to be made whole, sense of integrity. So there is a there's a stage of science that we broke the human being into three parts: mind, body, and spirit. This happened, you know, when you go to philosophy, Rene Descartes, we all love him. You know, I think, therefore I exist. That was the beginning of a scientific age of enlightenment and was a compromise to be made with the church. Mm-hmm. That the science was coming tension. So it was a compromise made. So the, your spirit belongs to your place of worship. Body, you get it to the field and factories, assembly lines. We love mind, the rational mind. So the whole psychology, the whole even medicine today was built upon the term on mind. Even the term mental illness Mm -hmm. scientifically is incorrect. This is nothing mental. We don't feel anything in our brain. We can label emotions. Emotions, they are in the body. Mm -hmm. So, So that breakdown, disconnection, it's about 400 years old and is man-made. Mm. Throughout the history, it was always a person. It was all meshed together. So that breakdown, we created it. Mm. Our body's been speaking to us all the time. We didn't, we, to this day, the medicine, the psychology, school, education, corporation, we don't know what to do with body. Our body's a transport machine. Bring the brain, the talking head from here to here and let you talk. We are always in one being. Mm. So the work that is coming up, and I invite people to pay attention, it comes in different names, like um, somatic therapy, body-based healing, that when we bring to a conversation, when you are, in fact, Becky Wright, you and I are sitting here, and I see your face, I see your face, your eyes open up at a certain point, I see something, you just become closer, you're smiling, we speak with our bodies. Mm-hmm. We experience with our bodies. We f- feel joy or suffering with our bodies and brain follows. Mm. 
Science told us brain decides body follows. Actually, what we know is the other way around. Brain follows the body. Mm. Nobody taught us that. So dear listener, to disconnect, blame it on Rene Descartes, 1778. It's all his fault. It's all his fault. He messed things up. And we're trying to, after all this time, put the person together. Yes. And the invitation, we can talk about it through our, our call, that your body, we know this from the science, neurology speaks faster, louder, and more extensive than the brain. It's almost 80-20. 80 is body, 20 is brain. So learning our body is a skill nobody taught us. Mm. We tell we have when we have kids, what do we do with them? Sit there, Johnny, be quiet, don't be fidgety, we'll put your hand down, use use your words, you know, be very careful. We teach them disassociation. We break them apart. Kids are a bundle of joy. Yeah. We teach them become a heady person and they struggle through their lifetime versus just be who you are. Your body, you're speaking with your entire being. Hmm. I mean, wow, that it just makes so much sense when we look out in the world. And I mean, now the kids, you know, yeah, we yeah. made them too heady and now yeah. they're suffering. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, and we medicate them. We yes. medicate them. We think it's happening in their brain, brain chemistry. Yeah. Like so, even in fact, I'm sorry, I interrupted. In fact, you know, as a listener or sitting here, wherever you are, I invite you, your left hand, put it on your belly, right below your belly. And your right hand, right about where your heart and your lungs are. And just, when we do this, we connect with our being. Mm. There's a significance to the belly and the heart. We know this is going to neurology. Our our Gut area is the first part evolutionary that develops, and this is the center for safety. When our eyes, our five senses, pick something, whether it's joy, love, or threat, or ridicule, or shame, the very first place we feel it is in our gut, our gut titans, churning gut. And our gut creates hormones, adrenaline, cortisol sends to our organs, do something, run, scream, or hug somebody. First, we heal it here. Mm. We know from research, women have disproportionately higher rate of gastrointestinal issues. Men have cardiovascular. Mm. So women, they're trying to fit in, trying to be like, trying to be a mother, a spouse, a professional, a good girl or a strong woman. So they, the gut tightens. Man is cardiovascular. This is a center of protection. I need to do something. I need to take over, fight or flight. Their hearts, you know, they're long. They're trying to push and mm. demand and take control, pound the table. Mm-hmm. We know from research, men have a high rate of cardiovascular, including um, sudden heart attack. They just, they drop dead. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pain and sorrow on finished knees, right? in their hearts that, that they feel. So as you're sitting here, the sheer fact you put your hands on your belly and your heart, you're acknowledging your body. You welcome your body and this is your home. It says, I know you're there, buddy. I know you're there. We're always together. 
we're together. Mm. Then as you feel comfortable, you can move your hand from your heart around your mouth, around your throat. You don't have to do anything. Just feel your neck. Mm. Many people, men and women, when I work with them, they talk about the tightness around their neck, back of the neck, base mm. of the neck or shoulder. You know, like, for example, I've been married, you know, the three decades, the beautiful girl from Buffalo, New York. I, the, I'm a sore for my wife, you know, and because I know the tension of upper neck means something. This is the center of our connection, our brain, our eyes, our mouth. When we see the world, mm. the energy of the world we give and receive happens in our upper body. Mm. And whenever we're trying to be certain ways, especially in the professional ways, you know, like we hold the energy here because we're trying to fit in. We're trying to say the right thing. Yeah. Once we notice that, we realize there's a tension of we need to be certain way we hold right there. Mm. And this is very cultural. And the exercise I do with people is that Katy Perry's I, I Roar song. Oh. I tell them, show me your roar. Hell with everybody else. There's a roar inside you. There's a lion or lioness within you. Just bring your roar. We figure out how to make it fit in your environment. There's a roar. There's energy. There's a voice. Mm. Bring it out there because that's the energy stuck in your upper body. Mm. Get it out there. That stuff doesn't belong to you. Get, throw it back to the world. Then we figure it out. So your gut, your chest, your upper body. Once you do that, the very first thing people say, oh my gosh, I feel like marionette. I'm all broken. I, things are disjointed. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, that's how we raised our kids. That's how we were raised. So as you settle and you feel the energy, all these parts of the body, like an epoxy glue, things that start to connect. Mm. You find a rhythm. So if you see in my back, my office is elongated. People come here as a therapy. They don't sit down. We, it's all moving. People want to say, I'm hurt. I tell them, show me the hurt. Where's the hurt in your body? Oh, I, tell, I want to tell my husband, love you. Don't leave me. Say, show me the love. Because we don't say love. We express love. Bring your body into this. So you become you, whole, undivided. So beautiful. And if I was to kind of put this in of what I, what you're expressing is it's like, we are these beautiful, authentic beings, right? We're born into just, and then we learn the ways of the world and it's not in alignment with us. And so so the energy can't move because it's not, it's not authentic to us. That's right. That's right. That's right. We're trying to fit in and it's a good thing. We're trying to fit in. A good boy, a good man, executive, you know, manager, like a neighbor. Yeah. We're trying to fit into a role and we lose ourselves and we pay a price for that. Mm. It's so interesting that so much of our conversations on the hippie moms is really in this realm. Yeah. And we are because I truly believe as moms as we heal and as we become whole and we remember our wholeness and we step into that, then we lead our children. And that's That's why it's so important. So we have the hand on the heart, the, the, the left hand on the belly. What are some other ways we can connect 
what are some other ways that things that we can, we can integrate into our lives to help us? That's right. That's right. There's a, there is a statement in my book that I have the best inheritance we can, we can give to our children is our own healing. Mm-hmm. Once we do that, they learn it, they pass it on. So the way to integrate, in addition to the body, there's a notion is called false self. Mm-hmm. We all have it. Yeah. That we trying to be the right person for the right person, for the right environment. And at a certain point, we don't know what it feels like. So I talked about my wife and I've been married 30 years. First of all, I'm so grateful that she didn't leave me. I was a pain in the neck for a long time. (laughs) Her name is Jeannie. And I want to be honest that I was there. I wasn't there. I was hard to deal with, but I just, uh, so what I learned as we grow together, went through our own pains, our own struggle, I became a calmer guy. So, and I learned that my wife doesn't want artists here as an executive. She's a business owner. She doesn't want another opinion. She just want to be heard, Mm. be seen, be admired that knowing that I have her back versus I'm says, honey, the, the, we need to do X, Y, and Z, retirement, car, loan, all of that. She just doesn't want any of that. The way we heal is very straightforward for us to be human. Mm. Even the question people ask, they're asking me 10-step program. So what are the 10-step I do? I want to put in my New Year's resolution and already suck the life out of doing things. Yeah. And I tell people, to, you want to be great in this very millisecond. And I invite your audience, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath and allow and notice the breath as it enters your body from your nose, your mouth. Notice how the breath enters your body, the beginning of the breath, how long it continues and when it stops. And then your exhale, when it stops, when it starts, all of it continues, and when it stops. Mm. For the journey of being authentic starts in here and now. You don't need any app. You don't need any cheat sheet. You don't need, (laughs) you're already designed to have it. Nobody told us that. Mm -hmm. And it starts with the body. Mm. With the breath. Breath is your epoxy glue. Connects you. Mm. So as you allow your breath, which we all know how to do, mm-hmm. and you don't have to f- push it, and you don't need to blow your lung to balloon it, your body knows how much oxygen to take in and give out based upon what you do. Mm. All you have to do is settle and allow your lungs to do their magic. Take a deep breath, enter your body, and see how it goes, how deep it goes. And gently allow your breath to leave your body, bring all the things that they don't belong to you anymore back to the world, Mm. and take the next inhale. 
And as you do this, notice if you can your heartbeat. Mm-hmm. You can even put your right hand on your chest, mm-hmm. and it it may take a few moments, but you can notice your heartbeat. There is a practice as ancient as human being that the rhythm and dance of heart and lungs, this is the center of life. Mm. When we leave this earth, that's, these are the last organs stop functioning and then we, we are passed on. Mm-hmm. Once you notice your heart and the rhythm of your heart and lungs, your entire body feels connected. Mm-hmm. That calms you. Mm-hmm. This is honoring your tissues, your moment and this moment of life mm-hmm. as you are. Then invite your brain in, your mind, your gifted mind. Mm-hmm. And the question you want to ask instead of should, must, ask your mind. What is my truth at this moment? Mm. What do I want to do? And this is about what do I want to do versus what my boss, my teacher, my neighbor wants me to do. What do I want to do? And allow your brain to drift. What do I want to do? Because this is honoring your agency. When we fragment, Becky, you asked me, we fragment around three dimensions. One is we stop feeling our senses, five senses. We don't taste the food anymore. We don't smell anything. Our skin becomes tight. We even have a blurry vision. Mm -hmm. That's where anxiety comes in. We start basically not trusting our body. The next thing is we feel isolated. People are judging me. I'm not good enough. I need to do this. Who has my back? You know, that's what I try to do with my wife, saying that I have your back. Mm-hmm. With me, you never fail. You're always beautiful. Mm-hmm. And lastly, agency. You are a queen or king of your being. Mm-hmm. You don't need anybody's permission. There might be a price to pay, but you own you. Presence, connection, agency. Once you step into that, which you don't need any app, you don't need any anything big, you already have it. Yeah. You will find yourself and ask, in this millisecond, what is my truth? What do I want to do? And just follow baby steps that come up. And next second, next minute, ask the same thing. It all starts with you. Mm. I, you know, that just feels so good on my nervous system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just to slow down and breathe and get out of this spin and come home. Yeah. It, it really is like we're coming home. That's what it, it feels like. He's coming home. I wrote the, wrote the post this morning on LinkedIn is about coming home. The journey of healing, the journey of coming home. The journey of coming home. Mm. Home has always been there. Yeah. Nobody told us that. <laughs> Nobody no. <laughs> like it's out there somewhere you gotta go exactly we keep looking in yeah. fact you know as a gift to your uh, the to your listeners on my book there's a qr code that people can scan it's for free it's my own voice 
that people can guide them through the step that I mentioned about the heart's lung. People can listen to it, and there are people across the world listen to it to go to sleep at night, go to work, board mm-hmm. meeting, finding yourself. So I will send it to you. Put it on your uh, on your podcast, you know, just for people. It's yours. Use it. Thank you. You know, I you know we need these little tools, and yeah. it's it's remembering to come yeah. home. It's remembering how simple. Oh gosh, yes, it yeah. is simple. It is simple. It's so simple. Yeah. And maybe because the, there's so many distractions, and there's so much information, and there's so much every seeking outside that we just we get lost. Yeah. Yeah. And what I'm hearing is really, it's like everything is is so perfect in this moment if we can yeah. just come home that's right that's yeah. right i use the term original design we are the design for goodness yes and uh, in fact i tell my friends and i do this practice when you go on social media there are so many posts 10 steps to feel better have this uh, book or have this app mm-hmm. i tell people with good intention people created them based yeah. upon their own monkey brain. Right. And that creates monkey brain in others. Don't bother. Don't even read them. They are yeah. not helpful. Yeah. yeah. The basic stuff. Do the basic thing. You're good to go. You don't need anything. Oh, and think about how much money we will save. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Money. And we feel guilty. How I need to use that. I, you know, it, it's really, I mean, that I just, the timing of this podcast is so perfect because that's really been a big realization in my life yeah. is that I don't need another supplement or yeah. I don't need another book or a guru or a person. It's, it's right here. Everything is right here. Exactly. 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 And imagine we raise our kids like that. Jeez. Imagine teachers doing that in the class. Imagine relationships. We do that. We always look for something else. In fact, I, the way I do t- in my work I don't believe, even though I was trained like that, on open-ended therapy. I tell people in five sessions, you will get what you need. I teach you, basically, I orient you to your own body. Mm. This is stuff, I don't want you to come and see me. Then it means I basically messed up. If you know how you heal yourself, you're good to go. Five sessions, maybe 10, open-ended therapy. These are life skills. Yes. Them to your family. It's so true how much time and money we spend on resources outside of us. Yes, yes. And and really that that exactly what we need. I keep saying that is inside. And 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 just this. And here's the thing. I think people have a hard time to believe it's that simple. That's right. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. And um, I appreciate that. And. Uh, there's a dimension and I want to call it out. There are people who call me and the conversation goes like this. And I think they write me to say, oh, she cannot talk with you. Say that I'm depressed. I'm ADHD. I already have my diagnosis. I've been taking medication. And the, the reason I, this is how it shows in my life. And I know I'm depressed. And uh, the way you say it, it's simple is almost insulting to me. It can't be that simple. Yeah. I honor that. Yeah. It's a very delicate discussion. Mm. And, it, and if there, I'm sure your listeners saying that in the, I, so I, I'm a trauma specialist. I've been traumatized. And that's why I 
experience the same thing, mm-hmm. same flashback, certain pattern. Sometimes breaking out of jail is very hard. So I go into the nature shows and when they bring animals from the zoo in captivity to nature, they let them out. And there's a scene that they open the gate or a cage. The animal doesn't go out. This is like, like a lion or tiger or, or elephant. They don't believe that is the land out there. They are comfortable in the confines of their environment. Mm. When we do this work, we find ourselves, when we find our home, there's a scary period that we realize we've been living in a shadow land. Relationships, the choices, the things we ignored for so long, it's so overwhelming. There's a darkness that will tell us, stay here because our body likes comfort, predictability, even though it's killing us. Mm. Our body likes predict- predictable patterns. That's why abuse spouses stay in those relationships. Somebody somehow believe that this is good for you. So everybody who does this work, there's a journey, there's a door they need to go through that I will die in the other part. I will crumble. Mm. that happened to me yeah that when i did my work came out i realized oh my gosh i need to go to my wife Jeannie and says honey i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i screwed up so long even to the <clears throat> even to this day Jeannie says stop apologizing it's forgotten you know that oh. i realized that I was a jerk. I was that, and she stayed with me. So there are repairs to be made. There are skills to learn. Skill. How do you talk with your wife? I realized I never learned that. Yeah. How do I become a good father? I was telling my son, you need to do this. You need to do that. Mm-hmm. So it is a scary. It I, is scary. I really appreciate you bringing that dimension in because even though it's simple, we still have that identity that we've created, um, that we've built with all of our, whether traumas and experiences and, uh, and, and, and childhood things. And so, yes, it's, it's not easy to just, Oh, I'm better. It's not, it's, you're not saying that, but it's, 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 it's a courageous, almost leap of faith. That's right. That's you know, right. and eventually you get to the point where you're suffering. You, I, I did. I get to the point where I couldn't, I just couldn't suffer anymore. It was just yeah, yeah, too yeah. much. Yeah, so yeah. sometimes at that point, that will push us through that door. That's right. That's right. That, 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 that is so true. And um, as we do our work of coming home, there are several requirements. This is again, another uh, misperception of the modern healing nobody heals by themselves healing Mm. is a contact sport Mm. and so as you embark on this work finding who has your back literally i mean back that you know the work that i do and i learned this from my clients grandmother say can i just can you hold me and i was thinking what's going on here Sometimes people just want to be held while they do their work inside. So the work I do, put my hand with permission 
behind the shoulder blade of my client. Very mm -hmm. gentle touch, saying that I hold, I have your back. I will not let you fall. Mm -hmm. So in those moments, find somebody who's there for you, just want to hear you. Not give advice. Mm -hmm. Not tell you this or that. Just allow you to be you because really what you're doing for you your body to see yourself to to mm -hmm. integrate allow you to do that number one we heal when we tell our story number one and our story is heard by an empathic person mm -hmm. for you dear listener to do your work. You need to tell your story as your story comes to you. No editing, no changing. Just tell your story. Mm. With any words, it's your story and it's already true. No justification. Yeah. And it needs to be heard by another soul that hears it. That's the reason we have journals. Mm. So you're connected. You tell your story and your story is listen to and honored when you do that we our healing deepens and accelerates mm. so part of the work Jeannie and I we do my wife we share our stories and we listen to each other because really what you're doing you're telling the other person you're good mm -hmm. you're already good yeah and I'm honored to hear your story. I don't know. I don't have any good answers. Yeah. You're not asking for opinion, but I just honor your story and I honor you. For us to find those people around us who provide that, could be the spouse, could be a friend, could be the person who you go for worship to, but somebody to honor you for you to feel connected. Mm. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Um, and, and that's so powerful to hold that space for yes. others too. I think that's healing as well. Yes, and in yes. so great to, you know, some of us, maybe we need to just ask, listen, I don't need any advice. Yes. I just need to be heard because sometimes, you know, a lot of our spouses, they want to fix, you yeah, know, they yeah. want to make things better, give you advice. I know I do, you know, and my kids are struggling. I'm like, this is what you do, but it, it's not what they're going to do. You know, yeah. they're not, they're just, they're in their own experience. And so I love that. It's really about holding space for people and allowing space to be held for you. That's right. That's beautiful. It's a holding space for people so that they feel, so they can feel this space. They can feel in this place. I love the way you mentioned, Becky. Thank you. Well, and I just love how, you know, just it's it's just that connection with other yeah. people. Yeah. And and sometimes we feel that we're suffering. We want to do it all of our own because we don't want other people to, you know, feel it or impact others. But that's what we're here for. We're here to experience each other. Yes. And to hold each other. And I and yes. and I think with everything with COVID and social media. And Zooms, you know, we're all kind of, so we're separated and we have to really come, come back together. That's right. That's right. That sense of basic connection that even we've made connections so complicated, you know, like there, there's so many 10 steps to do. We know what to do. Kids know how to connect. Adults need to and adults need to learn from kids. Kids wow. just see each other. They, they just follow the energy, follow the 
goofiness, the joy, the, the, in the moment, whatever unfolds, it's just being and allowing things to happen. It's not that complicated. We make it complicated. Yeah. We do. We make it complicated because we've been shown how to make it complicated. Yes. And, and it's important for moms to know it and, and any of our listeners to know it's not our fault. Yeah. We're, we're products of, of our culture, our society, our parents. And so I love that even though it's a super simple thing to come home, yeah. we know there's going to be some barriers there. But with your clients that struggle, is it, do you just, keep working them and get their, get their focus to come back home to the breath. Are there any other skills that you teach? I do. I do. So the, so the step is um, part of my work, the listeners to, to, to read. We humans really have two dimensions to us to be and to become, to be and to become. So to, this is where I found that why depression lasts a long time. So people in the field of therapy, psychology, they know depression, it just lingers. The people at certain point, they learn to tolerate it. And we think that's life. Life sucks. It's okay. You know? No, it's not. So, so the very first part of my work compared to 10 years ago, help people find their body, their home. How do you bring calmness? How do you bring perception? How do you make them connect to you to your home that's being the next one is where you're going we have that tension yin yang yang so the work that i did over 30 years that people who are mentally struggling especially depression they are yearning for something Mm. they know it depression at its core is about longing is about Mourning is about mm-hmm. the sense of loss. You know you lost something. You don't know what it is, and you're searching. Mm-hmm. Addiction. So people come to me with addiction. Addiction is a substitute for something you're yearning for. You don't know it. You don't find it. And you keep creating diversion. Addiction is diversion. Mm-hmm. What are we looking for? They're basic emotional needs we have humans are designed this is biological to experience seven emotional needs through our lifetime from born from birth to death Mm -hmm. so what i teach people from early in the usually second session that there are seven emotional needs and you see behind me on the wall the color charts and i and i and i describe them in very sound by them those are alive within us once you know them, suddenly you make sense to yourself. Mm. I've been looking for that. There's a hollowness inside me. There's a construction, which I actually call them restoration. The restoration to do, because when you're depressed, and I tell them, dear friend, what it means to certain emotions in life, you didn't get to experience fully. They were violated. They were diverted. And nobody told you, these are your rights. Mm-hmm. Call them emotional rights. Mm-hmm that parents don't give it to you, teachers, mayors, governors, those are your rights. You need to experience them. So, and I share to people when I bring them and these are all you feel inside, people say, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I've been tolerating. Mm -hmm. 
I've been running on empty for so long and I didn't know I need this. Mm. Those are times people say, I think I'm done with the session. I want to go and start to do things, you know? So oh. that's when people come alive. So those needs, one is that I belong. So I wrote them in the terms of affirmation. I belong. Mm. We all need a sense of I belong to somebody, to someone, to a family mm-hmm. that I don't have to fight or pretend or put good clothes, good cologne on. There's love for me. There's love for you that there's a sense of connection. This is a mother, child, or caregiver and child from the very beginning. Many people don't have that. It's mm-hmm. afraid. It's conditional. You need to be, but I, that, that I belong. There's a belonging. Next one is I'm boundless. That we have a body that we don't know how to use. It's not about being fit. The, it's about being in nature, being alive, that whenever you experience, do you feel it with your body? Is your body part of your expression? Mm-hmm. Like as I look at you, Becky, that you have an amazing full person expression. Oh. Many many people are talking heads. Mm. In the business where they sit, they say all the wonderful parts and you see the body is, in, is mobile. Mm-hmm. And I can tell their breathing is shallow. And they, they are taught like that. Yeah. Is your body's part of your expression? Yeah. So this is about I'm ba- I'm boundless. That you are a bundle of joy and energy. The next one is I am complete. Mm-hmm. Many people come to their go through their lives burdened with shame, guilt, trauma that fighting the yesterday's battle. Mm-hmm. That there are things we need to put back to live in the moment going forward. I am complete and you are. You are complete. Next one is I matter. Whether you live uptown, downtown, in this country, that country, this religion, that religion, you are a citizen of this earth. Dignity, honor, being seen, being respected, bestowed upon you. You go to a room, people should turn, see you, call your name, invite you to the table. That the sense of you are seen, you're valued, you belong here. Mm-hmm. You're one of us. Many people don't have that. They're unseen. We know from the research on the the shooting that happened, the young men, they are basically unseen individuals. That through their act of violence, horrific acts, they're saying that I exist. Yeah. I matter. Next one is I make. Many people, just just a Gallup survey came back, 75% of people in the world of work, they hate their jobs. Mm. That we all do something in this world. Either we're a farmer, we're an executive, we do it that whatever you do, is that your work? We all have bills to pay. We all have mortgages, healthcare. If we don't do the things that matter to us, we will suffer. You have a gift, unleash it. Use it, even on your weekend, somehow do the things that you are meant to do. Mm-hmm. Next one is I am. This is a part many people don't realize. You have a voice. You have a conviction. You have a belief. Those belief belongs to the world. It's your message to bring. When you bring that, you feel full. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're opera singer that you're alive you're in your moments 
this is where we feel around our neck and jaws that a lot of people tight over there. Yeah. I am. And the final one is I soar. There's a statement behind me by Maya Angelou. There is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. Untold story. Mm. What is your story? We all have it. Eight billion people, eight billion stories. Once you know your story, this will set you free. You become like a comet. That once you know there's emotional rights within you, you become awakened. Mm. You will not be driven by fear. You will be driven by, I own me. This is my life. Mm. This is what I meant by unfinished, that you are a tapestry. You're a painting. Mm. Finish the painting. And this painting grows as you grow. And witness all those mental illness, all the labels dissipate, go mm. away. Do the work. Do the work. Be you. Wow. That was just ev everything. All of those affirmations just felt so good. Yeah. We can yeah. just really rest. Yeah. Those. Do you talk about all of these in your book? I do. So people who go in my book, it, I open that. Each one of them, I'll be talking about uh, how did I discover them? Some of the, these, these are all been around us, the, all the way going to Old Testament, New Testament, and th throughout the history. Nobody put them together. So I talk about what is it when it's high, what it looks like, what is low when it looks like, and the stories of people like us, the um, people who struggle with that and uh, how they found th those areas. And for each one of them, I have a Spotify playlist. Oh. Once you know, 10 songs per is those affirmations that once you understand them, you realize in our daily life, everybody talks in those languages, in those affirmations. We just not attuned to that. So when your kids are frustrated, your boss, your neighbor, your best friend, they're just all angsty or they're, they're really energized or happy. They are talking in those affirmations. And so those songs, there are some of the, the all these different genres realized they've been in music, in art, in literature, all around us. We didn't hear it. And you hear Adele's song, or you see the, um, Bruce Springsteen, I love, or they're just, I love country songs, by the way. So you hear country songs. And that, I love that, it. Yeah, just hear it. And then the, the science about that, you know, I guide people through like, find you. Mm. You know, um, just what you were saying about the affirmations and how when we begin to tune into these yeah. higher frequency phrases and understandings, it's like, then we start to see them outside yeah. of us. So yes. I'm really excited about your book. And could you show, uh, we're going to have some listeners and some YouTube viewers. So it's called, You Are Not Depressed, You Are Unfinished. Use feelings of depression and anxiety to fuel a soaring life. Wow. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And this book, I mean, the, I didn't know I'm writing this, but I've been writing this as a way to get me out of my own struggle. And then people around me say that, dude, you're sitting on the, the can I, when do I get to read your stuff? And I didn't know 
and said, you should write a book. And at a certain point, people were tormenting me. said, I need a book for you by next September. So, so it came out in May and quickly became an Amazon bestseller. So people write me, if you go on the reviews, which people I don't know, and then people write me privately that how this book helped them find themselves. And what they talk about, in my book, I talk about depression and anxiety, obsessive compulsive ADHD, but I talk about human design, the way we design. Mental illness is a sideshow. Get to know you. Mm. And people say, this book makes it doable. Gives mm. me hope that I don't need a lot of complicated things. I need to find me. Mm. That just feels so good. I know a lot of my listeners are going to be excited to get your book. I'm going to make sure we have a link right to your book so the listeners can just hit it in the show notes. Um, Dr. Chir, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Becky. I'm just so honored to be with you, get to know you. In fact, when I, in our first few conversations, I said that she's so cool. I want to get to know her. I want to hang around her, you know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> You're amazing. Thank you you for that. And I feel the same. I just feel like I've known you forever. I just, I feel your heart. And I really see how you are rippling into this world and raising consciousness and helping people wake up out of this kind of this bad dream we've been living. And and the time, this is the time we awaken. This is the time where consciousness is shifting. And so we need to get on that wave. What a great way to get on the wave to get your book and to really dive into a lot of the information and just not even the information, but the energy of this conversation. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. And then I will send you right after this, that the QR code for that, the, is that centering it's centering was meant for you to find you in your presence connection and agency to do that and just it's my own voice people because in my sessions people said i like the way you guide this and uh, i want to listen to it all the time so i just did it for my clients then i realized they shared it with their own friends and family it's free just listen to it no commitment use it I love it. I'll make sure we have that as well in the show notes. So beautiful. So much for joining us. I I would love to have you back again. Will you come back and and chat more with us? Because I feel like we're honored. Okay. Honored. (laughs) Thank you. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. All right, everyone. We'll catch you on the next Tippy Moms podcast. Bye.